Good morning, and thank you for enjoying it with a six-pack, the Scani Six-Pack, the only podcast that's bringing you the top stories in Wisconsin sports every single day. I'm your host, Kedrick Stumbris, and you can follow me on Twitter at Kedrick Stumbris, and follow the podcast at Scani Six-Pack to get the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. We have a full slate of Wisconsin sports news to bring to you today. I'm going to recap the Brewers game right off the top and then talk some football developments, including some non-Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers news. That is right. We're going to finish the show with Green Bay Packers content. We are not going to say the name Aaron Rodgers, except for, well, right now. But let's start with talking about the Brewers winning 7-3 to in Game 1 of their three-game series at the Seattle Mariners. Corbin Burns pitched pretty well in 5.1 innings of work, allowing just two earned runs and two walks um, with three strikeouts. But the story is him leaving after those 5.1 innings uh, because he has suffered a left pec muscle strain. Uh, Yes, the injuries on the Brewers pitching staff just continue to mount for the crew. Great Council says that Corbin Burns may be able to still make his next scheduled start. Uh, that next start will be at home on Sunday in the series finale uh, against the Red Sox. And Burns' comments after the game were that he was not very concerned about the injury. His concern about it is low. So hopefully it does not turn out to be anything serious for Corbin Burns. Of course, the last time we heard... Uh, an injury was nothing to be concerned about from the top two aces for Milwaukee being this muscle injury now with Brandon Woodruff and it ended up being much more serious than uh, we had first heard it was going to be. Hopefully that is not also the case with Corbin Burns. Now, in the game yesterday, uh, Milwaukee had a really balanced offense performance scoring those seven runs. Eight of the ten hitters who entered the lineup recorded a hit Uh, That includes Bryce Terang, who pinch hit for Owen Miller in the seventh and hit a home run. The only two batters who did not record a hit yesterday were Christian Yelich, which although he did not record a hit, he did get a walk, and that walk was really big for Milwaukee. Christian Yelich was still productive on offense because he walked and then stole second base and reached third on a throwing error by Seattle's catcher. And by him getting to third, that set up uh, a run that Christian Yelich scored thanks to a single by William Contreras. So no hit for Yelly, but him managing to get on base and then do great stuff around the base pads uh, contributed to Milwaukee's win. The other Brewer who did not record a hit today is Joey Weaver, who went over on day again. He is really, really struggling right now. It's tough to see. Uh, Weaver did end up reaching first base on a walk in a long 10-pitch at-bat in the 8th. Um, but yeah, he's really struggling at the plate, batting just 176 on the season now. Uh, I think it'll be something to monitor whether he ends up staying with the big league club moving forward just because, you know, maybe we get uh, some Sal Fraley call-up in the meanwhile, or maybe things shift when uh, Luis Urias returns to the lineup and we see some lineups change a little bit here for Joey Weimer. Uh, but later on in the game, after Corbin Burns exited, 
Matt Bush pitched in the eighth, and that got Devin Williams up, standing up and pitching in the bullpen, unfortunately. And Burrs didn't want to use Devin Williams in this game because he had to throw 33 pitches in that series finale yesterday against the San Diego Padres that the Brewers ended up winning one nothing. So throwing 33 pitches in high leverage situations. Fortunately, the Brewers did not end up needing Devin Williams today, but because Matt Bush allowed a solo shot home run in the eighth inning that cut the lead to three, it opened the game up to a save opportunity, which of course is when Devin Williams is going to pitch. So he started warming up the bullpen. And that home run allowed by Matt Bush is the second allowed home run by him in just six and two-thirds innings of work this year. So I certainly don't want Matt Bush on this team for, I mean, not baseball reasons. Uh, but with the Brewers' injury concerns on the pitching staff, it's it's hard to see him getting sent down right now, even though he is also struggling as a pitcher. Ultimately, Devin Williams ends up getting sat down and not needing to come out the bullpen uh, thanks to Rowdy Telez, who in the top of the ninth, Rowdy gets a two-out walk to get on base. He's batted over to second base by Brian Anderson. And then Rowdy turns on the Jets the best he can. He's just thundering down the base paths, uh, the big man that he is, because Luke Voigt ends up reaching first base thanks to a ball being passed through the glove of Seattle's shortstop. And then the right, sorry, the left fielder Guns that ball home. He's trying to catch Rowdy Telez as he's rounding third, getting to, getting to home plate. But Cal Raleigh, the Mariners catcher, drops the ball, which means Telez gets home safe to extend the lead back to four and have Devin Williams sit back down. So a tough game for Cal Raleigh, the Mariners catcher, because he ends up having two errors credited to him, which both end up resulting in runs because that run directly from Rowdy Tellez off the drop ball at home by the catcher allowing Rowdy Tellez to score. And Christian Yelich is maybe not in position to score earlier in the game if he doesn't advance to third uh, when stealing second, thanks to that throwing error by Cal Raleigh uh, on that steal. So a base attempt. Ultimately, uh, Yoel Piamps comes in to pitch the ninth inning, gets quick three outs on 15 pitches after allowing just one hit. So, solid win for the Brewers all around. Hopefully, there's no hiccups to this Corbin Burns situation. Hopefully, he really is uh, not going to miss any starts because this Brewers starting pitching staff is already quite beat up as it is. The Brewers improve on the season to 12-5 and with the win and maintain their two-game lead in the NL Central as the Cubs and Pirates also win. Uh, so now the Brewers will play today in Game 2 of this three-game series against the Mariners, where the Brewers will attempt to clinch this series tonight, uh, starting at 8.40 p.m. Central Time, TV on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Colin Ray takes the mound for the crew again, his second start after earning a spot start, uh, being called up from AAA Nashville, and remaining on the Brewers' big league roster with Brandon Woodruff on the IL now. Uh, in his in Colin Ray's one game against the Padres, he went 5.2 innings, allowed two hits, one earned run, and a walk while recording six strikeouts, that being a game that Brewers won 4-3. So hopefully Colin Ray comes out and has another really solid, solid performance again. And the crew will be going up against Logan Gilbert, the right-handed pitcher starting for the Mariners today. He is 
usually the third starter for Seattle, but he's been operating as the second starter with the Mariners' Robbie Ray on the injured list. Uh, Logan Gilbert was the 14th overall pick out of college 2018, and he's been extremely impressive in his first three starts of the season so far. He has just a 2.7 ERA, allowing just five runs in a little over 16 innings of work, and has thrown 20 strikeouts in those 16 innings in those three games. So really, really uh, looking good. And he has improved his game, uh, not just through sheer luck in these first three starts, but he's made some twi- uh, some tweaks to his pitching arsenal in the offseason and in spring training. He, he has lost a touch of velocity off of his fastball this season compared to last, but it's early. Maybe that velocity is going to return. Um, and uh, Gilbert also goes to his slider as his most common breaking ball, followed by a curveball. His curveball, which he did tweak in the offseason, uh, kind of the arc of that pitch. So it's a little bit different. But the biggest tweak in his arsenal is replacing a traditional changeup with a splitter that he worked on during spring training quite a bit this year. So look, look, look out for that pitch. It's going to look a lot more like his fastball and the way that it breaks, uh, but is going to ultimately fall down at the end of the flight path as well. So should be a good pitching matchup. It is time for Colin Ray to show what he's got because Logan Gilbert is a very solid pitcher and Colin Ray will uh, have his work cut out for him. This one against a really great pitching talent uh, coming up for the Mariners. So you hope that Milwaukee too on the offensive end can keep that hot streak going after, you know, eight of 10, eight of 10 batters who entered the lineup today recorded a hit. Hopefully that doesn't all uh, go to waste and the Brewers bats go to sleep tomorrow. In football news, let's start it in Madison where there is some outgoing player news. Then we got some incoming player news. Uh, running back Julius Davis, he who is the Menominee Falls native, the Wisconsin Badgers, if any of you can recall, he was pretty well recruited, pretty highly recruited coming out of high school. He had offers from USC, LSU, Notre Dame, uh, but he opted to stay home and, and stay in Wisconsin, become a Badger, and says that it's not going to be easy but he's going to be transferring after graduating the semester. It's not going to be easy leaving home, but he is going to be transferring out of the program. He was an intriguing talent that just never blossomed into getting much playing time with Wisconsin. Uh, he recorded just 35 carries for 200 yards, so didn't see a lot of action. And part of this is just he got stuck behind some great running backs in his time here. Uh, in 2019... Uh, his first year on campus, Julius Davis redshirted as he recovered from an injury that he sustained in his senior year of high school. And then 2020, he did not really break out in a room that was not a particularly deep running back room for University of Wisconsin standards. That 2020 running back room was headlined by Jalen Berger and Gary Groshak. There was not a ton there. And um, Julius Davis only ended up playing just one game in that year, getting one carry for one yard in 2020, even though that was a room that just did not have the kind of running back depth that you would expect at UW. 
And then, of course, in 2021, we get Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi entering the program. And that just changes the depth and trajectory of that running back room entirely. And that was kind of all she wrote for Julius Davis, never really able to get onto the field. And now he's still sitting out of spring practice with an injury. So tough for Julius Davis. Unfortunately, he is on his way out of the program, wishing him the absolute best. But we should expect more transfer out news as the Badgers still need to get under the scholarship limit before games start in the fall. So I would expect to hear news about more players who are going to choose to transfer out of Wisconsin over the next five to seven days as this spring transfer portal window opens for players to enter their name into the transfer portal. We do have incoming Wisconsin Badger football news as well, incoming player personnel, as wide receiver recruit Kion Barry Johnson announced his commitment to play at UW today. The three-star wide receiver prospect picked Wisconsin over Michigan, Boston College, Cincinnati, Houston, Syracuse. So uh, Michigan, of course, being the big headliner there, along with some other uh, smaller Power 5 schools. But uh, KVJ, as he is called, is a shifty slot-type receiver. When you go and look at his film, he really has some nice agile movement, can, can cut on a dime quickly. I think he has some ability to run some very precise routes moving forward uh, around in the slot and, and break loose. And those are, you know, great specific tools to carve out uh, an individual role for a wide receiver. In UW's new offensive coordinator, uh, Phil Longo's air raid offense, he's going to play plenty of uh, wide receivers, plenty of 11 personnel. And if you have specific tools, specific things that you are good at as a wide receiver, that is a good way to get you onto the field and not just being, you know, a jack of all trades, master of none, but having some of those specific skills. If you are going to be a specific slot type receiver, uh, it may be a good way to break into the offense uh, now for Wisconsin. And we'll be able to see that a little bit now going forward this season with what kind of receivers, what kind of skill sets are able to break out in Delongo's offense moving forward. All right, our last story as we top off the six-pack here. Yash Knight, Green Bay Packers news that does not feature the name of a quarterback. Yash Nyman has signed his free agent tender. Of course, he was offered a restricted free agent deal by the Green Bay Packers this offseason, meaning that he was offered a contract as he entered free agency as a restricted free agent by the Green Bay Packers, that deal being for one year, $4.3 million, that any team in the league could have opted to match for uh, Yash Nyman, and then Green Bay would have gotten some draft pick compensation as Yash Nyman left, but ultimately Nyman decides to stay with Green Bay. This was expected, so a little bit of a formality, but really firms up the offensive tackle position this season for the Packers, uh, because between David Bakhtiari, Yash Nyman, and Zach Tom, uh, Green Bay's in a really good position for this upcoming season. Nyman started 13 games last year, played on both sides of the line, playing at both right tackle and left tackle, and allowed just five sacks doing so. So I really like Josh Nyman 
as a talent. I think he's a good, versatile guy to have a line. And maybe this is just a one-year deal as the backers kind of figure out what they are going to do next with their O-line room, kind of assuming that David Bakhtiari might be on his way out the door of just the Green Bay Packers or playing football entirely after this season. Uh, but having Zach Tom waiting in the wings, Green Bay also probably going to draft another uh, offensive tackle in this NFL draft. Uh, as a little bit of a side note, I am planning on hopefully putting together a nice little Green Bay Packers draft guide uh, going forward so you all can know kind of what players to be looking out for uh, for the Packers to maybe make selections about on draft day. And definitely there's going to be a couple of offensive tackles in there because after this season, you know, having Josh Nyman potentially, if the Packers end up resigning him after this one one-year deal, and then Zach Tom are great starting tackles for Green Bay, but you're going to need more than just those starting tackles going forward if you are planning to be competitive, which by the way Green Bay is constructing its roster, all signs point toward Green Bay fully planning on being competitive uh, in the seasons ahead. So Yash Nyman sends his free agent tender, returns to the Packers. Great news. Great to see that offensive line room firmed up a little bit more uh, because if you can just anchor that line even just with uh, having Elton Jenkins at guard, David Bakhtiari or Zach Tom at left tackle, and then Yash Nyman on right, I mean, that's that alone is just a really great sight to see for Packers fans as a really solid base for the offensive line. So that is going to be it for today's edition of the Scott and Six Pack. Follow us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast to start every day with everything you need to know in Wisconsin sports. While you're there, leave a nice review, five stars, kind comments, tell some folks what you like about the show. It helps the show grow and will allow me to produce even better content for everyone. Thanks again for listening. I've been your host, Kendrick Stumbrus on Wisconsin.